What's going on, guys? Hey, if, uh, if you're here today and you're like, man, does he always drive a car on stage? Yes, every Sunday. That's how I roll. Right there is, uh, is we always uh, drive a car on stage. Now, I never do this before, but I've done this to prove a point here this morning. And uh, so uh, we're going to just leave that there uh, for just a second. But I want to ask you a question. Um, I want to start off today, and I, and I want to ask you a question. Um, how many of you, just by raising your hands, all right, how many of you love new things? Raise your hand. Like, if you love new stuff, raise your hand, all right? Okay, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Put your hands down. Um, how, how, many of you, how many of you would love a new car? Raise your hand. Right? Woo! Hey, this ain't Oprah, people. Come on. Come on. Don't get too fired up. Somebody, he's giving us a car. No, he's not. No, he's No, no, no. We're, in fact, we're barely sure that, we, that they know we took this off the lot, if we're honest, all right? Uh, but but hey, hey, here's a question for you. Here's a question. If you want a new car, what do you do? Well, unless you're a preacher and you call the, the dealer and you say, hey, I'm doing a sermon illustration, and they let you borrow one, uh, most normal people don't get to do stuff like that. So if you want to buy a car, if you want a new car, well, that process looks uh, a lot like uh, the, same, the same for everybody, doesn't it? Maybe you do some research online. Maybe you, you're, eventually you're going to have to go to the car dealer. You're going to have to go to, a lot, to the lot. You might take some cars on a test drive. Maybe there's some negotiation involved. But eventually, just buy the car, right? Right? Uh, here, here's this one. How many of you would love to have a new phone? Like your phone is still playing Snake. Remember Snake? Oh, that was an awesome game. Raise your hand if you, if you would love a new phone or if you just love new phones. Raise your hand. Okay? All right. Well, that's cool. That's funny because it just so happens that in my car uh, right now, I have... I've got an iPhone 6, a brand new iPhone 6. And, I mean, look here, man. I mean, this works, and, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're good to go here. Anybody want this right now? I'm giving this away, giving this away. I'm kidding. I would get shot if I gave this away. Okay, so just a disclaimer, uh, this is not my iPhone, and that is not my car. Okay, so we had to do some work to make this happen. But, hey, if you want a new iPhone, okay, iPhone 6, all right? Like, this is not the iPhone 6 Plus. This is just the regular iPhone 6. The iPhone 6 Plus, Plus we couldn't get through the back door. We can fit a car, but we can't fit the 6 Plus. Um, but uh, if you want a new iPhone, what do you got to do? Well, I mean, you might have to camp out in front of a store for three months or something like that. But eventually, you've got to buy it, Right? You've got to go to the store, and you've got to buy the phone if you want a new phone. You've got to go to the lot and buy the car if you want a new car. Well, here's the question for you. What if what you need isn't a new car, and you don't need a new phone, but what if what you need is a new life? What do you do then? I mean, where do you go to get one of those? Because there's a really a, a great number of, of people here today, a lot of new faces. It's a packed room here this morning, and I don't know what got you here today. Maybe somebody annoyed you and tricked you into coming. Maybe you got something in the mail that invited you. Somebody invited you with a card. Maybe you saw something on social media. I don't know what got you here in that seat this morning, but I know with this size of a crowd, I know there are somebody here today that what you would love to do is you would love to trade in your life for a new one. 
I mean, you would love to go to the New Life dealer and take a new life for a test drive and get a new life. And I don't know what got you there. Maybe it's your marriage. In fact, next week we're going to talk about, what, uh, we're going to talk about I want a new marriage. So if that's you, that relates to you, you know somebody it does, man, you cannot miss next week. But maybe where, the thing that's got you there is your marriage. Maybe the thing that got you there is your job. You feel like you're stuck in this dead-end job. It's going nowhere. You had greater aspirations for your life. You had greater goals. And you just feel like the job you're in isn't going to get you there. And you just feel stuck. And you would love to trade in for a new life. Or maybe you're just looking around at the life you're living and you don't even know how you got there, but you just keep asking yourself, how in the world did I get here? You'd love to trade in for a new one. Or maybe you're one of these people and from the outside in, you don't, you, you've already arrived. From the outside looking in, you don't need a new life because you've got the life everybody wants. You've got the promotion. You've climbed the corporate ladder. You're, you're making the money. You've got the family. You've got the house. You've got the, the, the vacations and, and all of this stuff. You've arrived, but on the inside, if there were moments of honesty, in spite of all of the toys and all of the upgrades, there's still moments where you look at all of it. And even though on the outside looking in, you look successful and like, and like you've arrived, but there are moments when in, in the face of it, all, you look around and you say, I thought there was more. And I would love to have a new life. Well, here's what I want to say to us today. I want to give us today one simple, simple but true idea. And this, this idea is so simple, it's so true, I promise it could revolutionize your life. And it's true for every person in the room right now. It doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter what you've done. This is true for me, and it's true for all of us in the room. And here's the idea that I want us to grab a hold of today. It's that you really can have a new life. You really can. Today, you can have, right now, today, you can have a brand new life. But see, I don't want you just to hear me say that. I want you to see Jesus say it. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open up your Bibles to John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. Now, maybe you've got your Bible on your phone. Go ahead and turn that on. Scroll to wherever you need to turn to. Maybe you brought your iPad. If you didn't bring anything at all, Bible and your phone doesn't have anything on it, like a Bible or Anything like that, hey, don't worry about it because the words are going to be on the screen behind me. But John 10, 10 is where we're going to be today. John 10, verse 10 is where we're going to be. And it just simply says this. This is Jesus, and listen to what Jesus says here. He says that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. There's another translation of the Bible. It's called the New Living Translation. And it puts John 10, 10 this way. Look here. It's going to be on the screen here. It says this. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, maybe you're here today and church really isn't your thing. And you're, you, you don't even know if you believe there's a, there's a God out there. Or maybe you're just kind of on the spiritual trail and you're asking a lot of questions 
you're searching, and maybe you're hearing this, hear Jesus talking about how he came to give us abundant life, a rich satisfying life, and you're sitting in your seat, and you're thinking, you know what? I've always thought that Jesus came to hold back my life. I've always heard that Jesus came to ruin my life. I've always been told and thought, because I've known Christians who told me this, I've been to churches where they tell me this, or this is just kind of the sense that I get from other believers, other Christians when I talk to them, that Jesus came to give me a boring life. But see, literally, when Jesus says that I came to give you an abundant life, Life, literally what he says there is, I came to give you life to the fullest. I came to give you life to the fullest, an abundant life, a rich life, a satisfying life. Stop for a second. Let's pause. Ask yourself this question. Does that sound like your life right now? Not the life that you wish you were living. Not the life that, oh, I'll live that life one day when I get that job. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that life. I'm talking about the life you're living today. Does that sound like your life? Or would you look at your life and instead of living a full life, you feel like your life is running on E, man. You're just barely running on fumes. And so you're looking at this and you're thinking, man, I would love to have an abundant life. I would love to have this rich, this satisfying life that Jesus is talking about. Well, listen, if that's you today, here's the good news. You really can have a new life today. And see, when we talk about how Jesus came to give us a new life, a rich, satisfying life, we don't mean that Jesus came to, to give it to When we say that Jesus came to give us a rich, satisfying life, we don't mean that Jesus came to like make us materially rich. So if we've got Jesus and all of a sudden we got stacks of money in the closet and we got a private jet and all that stuff, that's not what it means. doesn't mean an abundant life doesn't mean that if we have Jesus, we'll never get sick. An abundant life doesn't mean that Jesus will always give us the best parking spaces at Walmart. That's not at all what it means. What it means, though, is that right now in the middle of a world that just seems to come more and more unglued, you can have peace. It means that you really can have joy no matter what your circumstances are. When Jesus says that he came to give us abundant life, he's talking about a life that, listen to me, starts right now but lasts for all of eternity. And see, if you and I are going to have the kind of abundant life that Jesus is talking about, we need to do two things today. We need to do two things today if you and I are going to experience and have the abundant life that Jesus wants us to have, okay? So if you're taking notes, if you're writing these down, you're keeping score at home, you're tracking with me, two things we've got to do today if we want the abundant life that only Jesus can give. If we want a new life from Jesus, first thing we've got to do, we've got to reset, We've got to reset. We've got to reset. Um, how many of you, think about this for a second. What do you do when you want a new life? When you want a new life, what do you do? Well, you know what some people do when they want a new life? When they, when they want to hit reset on their life, try to start over, try to get a fresh start. Some people go on a diet, right? Because maybe you want to fit in the jeans you wore in high school or the jeans you wore in fourth grade. I don't know what you're doing, but some people... I'm going to go on a diet. I need a new start. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to get a gym membership. I'm going to go buy me some workout equipment. I'm going to put that in my bedroom so in three months I can start hanging my dirty shirts on it. Right? Because that's what we do. Oh, you know what? I need a fresh start. I know what I do. I'll buy a house. Oh, I know what I do. I'll buy a bigger house. Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to go back to school. 
oh, I want a new life, so I'm going to finish school so that I can get this career that'll give me the new life. Do you know what some people do with, though, when they want a new life? Some people, when they want a new life, they copy the lives of other people. They see other people who are living really interesting lives, they seem to be, and so they try to copy the lives of other people who are living the lives that they wish they were living. We call that Pinterest. Amen? We call that Pinterest. Now, if you're just tuning in and you don't know what Pinterest is, Pinterest is the website, it's an app for your phone. Pinterest is the place where you can go every single day to be reminded how much your life stinks, right? Pinterest is there to remind you that your food stinks. Pinterest is there to remind you that your home, compared to other people, it stinks. Pinterest is there to remind you that if you think your kids are pretty, no, their kids are prettier. Your kids are pretty ugly. They stink. That's what what Pinterest does. In fact, I don't know if you knew this or not. There's a website called PinterestFails.com. Um, I, I absolutely, it deserves about five minutes of your day today if you've never been there. But what PinterestFails.com uh, does is it, it, it's a website where people who've seen something on Pinterest, they've tried to do it, they've tried to copy it, and let's just say it doesn't go well. Let me show you an example. Like this right here, this is, you might need to turn the lights down if we can up there in the booth. I don't know if we can or not. But that right there is a cake from Pinterest. And you can see there's all kinds of different levels and colors. I don't even know how you make a cake like that. Somebody saw that on Pinterest and said, I am going to make that cake. And here's what they made. Yeah, that's a fail, people, all right? But you know what my favorite category is on PinterestFails.com? It's babies. I love that somebody has looked at pictures of babies on Pinterest and said, you know what? My babies will do that. Because if you've had a baby, you know that there is no one more uncooperative in the world than a baby. Amen? Amen? Oh, my baby just does everything it's said to do. Well, your baby ain't real. You're wrong. It is waiting to poop on you. But I love that somebody saw, saw, saw pictures of babies on Pinterest and they said, Oh, man, you know what? My baby will do that like this one. Look at this. Look at this. Aww. Aww. Look at that baby. Look at that nerdy baby. That's so cute. And he's laying his head. I don't know if you can see it because of the car. He's laying his head on a stack of books. He's got thick-rimmed glasses. Somebody said, my baby will do that. (laughs) Watch this. (laughs) Oh, man, that's good, isn't it? That's good. It's fall, pumpkins, Halloween, pumpkin spice, and all that stuff. Look at this one. Look at that. Look at that. A baby and a pumpkin. What? What could go wrong with shoving your baby in a pumpkin? I don't know about you, but in the world I live in, that, that's, that's awesome. Watch this. There it is, right there. There it is. Right? I mean, there's, so many, so, there's only so many times you can shove a baby in a pumpkin before you say, you know what, this isn't working. I thought that I'd get this Pinterest kind of life where I can photo it and put it, on, put it on the internet and then everybody else will shove their baby in a pumpkin based on how I shove my baby in a pumpkin. I need to hit the reset because this ain't working. And see, if we just have a moment of clarity for a second, we just need to admit that a lot of the things we think are going to give us life in reality don't. Oh, if I get this kind of lifestyle, if I make that kind of money, if I drive that car, if I have that kind of relationship, then I'll have a life. And we get those things, and all of a sudden, we're just as empty as we've ever been. 
Jesus said it this way in our verse, John chapter 10, verse 10. He says it this way. The thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy. Now see, when Jesus in John 10, 10 is talking about the thief, he is talking about the devil. You guys might need to turn the lights up again. You can go ahead and turn those back up. Jesus is talking about the devil when he talks about the thief. And whether you believe in the devil, whether you don't believe in the devil, that's not relevant for the conversation today. But here's what I need you to see today. See, everything that we build our lives on apart from Jesus will either steal from us, kill us, or ultimately destroy us. Let me say that again. Everything that we build our lives on apart from Jesus will either steal from us, kill us, or ultimately destroy us. Oh, I thought that more stuff would make me happy, but more stuff has only led to more debt. It stole from me. I thought that taking that promotion would give my family so many more opportunities and everybody would be excited and everybody would be happy, but all we're getting from it is I'm barely home and I feel like my family's slipping through my fingers. I thought if I slept with him, that would take the relationship to another level, but it turns out he wasn't interested in commitment at all and I still feel empty inside. See, the reason life works that way It's because of this verse, Romans chapter 6, verse 23. It says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice that it says the wages of sin is death. It it doesn't say that the wages of sin is happiness. Now let's hit a pause button for just a second. Sin, we've all sinned. See, when the Bible talks about sin, see, sin is something that we've all done. We're all sinners. I'm not on this stage today because somehow I figured it out and I'm better than other people. No, no, no. I have sinned. And we've all sinned. And not only has that sin led to you and I just constantly trying to grab at at whatever we can that we think will give us life, and in the end we just end up empty-handed, it's also separated us from God. That's exactly why it says the wages of sin is death. Now, do you know what a wage is? You know what a wage is, don't you? A wage is something you get for what you do. You, you do this, therefore you'll earn this. You clock in in the morning and then they pay you a wage and you get that wage based on the work that you do. A wage is something that you get because of something that you do. Notice that it doesn't say the wages of sin is happiness, does it? It doesn't say that. Now, 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 can we be honest for a second? I know we're in church and I know we're supposed to act better than we really are. Can sin make you happy? Yes, it can make you happy. If sin don't make you happy, you ain't doing it right. Come on. See, I knew y'all do that. Oh, sin doesn't make us happy. I just pray all day long. Liar. Lying. No. Can sin make you happy? Yes. But here, here's, here's what we need to see. Sin always has an expiration date. It always does. Sin will make you happy. No, no that's, a, that's a guarantee. It can make you happy for a season. And then all of a sudden, you've got to get another hit. And then all of a sudden, you've got to get another fix. And then all of a sudden, you've got to sleep with another person. See, the world's figured this out. 
The world's figured this out, that you and I will we'll, we'll build our lives on something because we think if we get that, it'll complete us, Jerry Maguire. Some of you don't get that. That's fine. God still loves you. And it'll make me happy. It'll, it'll complete me. It'll make my life better. See, the world has figured this out. That's why people line up and camp outside of stores for the iPhone 6. Oh, man, I got the iPhone 6. Oh, man, I got the iPhone 6 Plus, and it's so big I've had to start wearing MC Hammer pants again. Just to put it in my pockets. Right? Oh, man, you got the iPhone 6. Let me see it. What does it do? Swap your finger on it. Ah, I my mind. Right? Man, the iPhone 6 is awesome. And it'll make you happy. People will tweet about you because you got one. You can't even fit it in your pant pocket. iPhone 6 is awesome. Until what? iPhone 7. And if you are still talking about how awesome the iPhone 6 is next October, loser. They've moved on, right? Next year, the iPhone 7 is going to be this big, right? It's going to be awesome. See, the world has figured this out. See, it doesn't say the wages of sin is happiness. Can sin make us happy? Yes, for a season. But ultimately, ultimately it leads to death. Leads to death. Emptiness here, a life with this void inside of our soul that all of us have known, that some of you feel right now. This void in our soul still unfulfilled. Emptiness here and eternally separated from God. Because make no mistake about it, we just need to be honest and say this morning that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good anybody is, it doesn't matter how many times we go to church, it doesn't matter how much of the Bible that we know, if Jesus has never given us a new life, then that is exactly where we're headed. Eternity separated from God. That's why if you're here today, if there has never been a moment in your life where Jesus has given you a new life, today is the day you've got to hit the reset button. Or, as the word the Bible uses to describe it, the Bible might not use the word reset, the Bible uses another R word, it's the word repent. And to to repent, it means to change direction. It means a fresh start. It means a new life. And to to, to repent means to hit the reset button. And for somebody today, it means that you go to God for the very first time and you say, Jesus, I am done doing this on my own. I can't fix my marriage. I can't satisfy my soul. For some reason, I can't seem to make enough money. Jesus, I just keep making bad decisions. Jesus, I cannot do this on my own. I need you to give me a new life. And listen, if you go to Jesus like that today, listen, Jesus will not give you a new phone. He will not give you a new car. He will give you something better. He will give you himself. He will. Today that can happen for you. And, and when Jesus, when Jesus gives you himself, you get a new life. And listen to me, the new life that Jesus gives, it's a life of purpose. Say, well, Mark, I've already got a purpose. My kids are my purpose. My family's my purpose. Making money, it's my purpose. No, 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 listen to me. You need to build your life on something that you could never lose. And you could lose your kids like that. You could lose your family like that. In recent years, we've seen you can lose your money like that. Jesus, if you have him, not even death can take him from you. The new life that Jesus gives, it's a life of purpose. He'll give you forgiveness. Forgiveness for what? For everything. 
That thing that you did five years ago, that thing that you did last night, that thing that happened to you that you hope nobody would ever know, even though it happened 20 years ago, you still feel dirty because they did that to you. You still feel filthy. You can get forgiveness from that. Jesus can wipe the slate clean. Jesus can give you a fresh start. It's, and, and all the time at this point, people say, well, Mark, I'm afraid that if I give my life to Jesus the way that you're talking about, I'll mess up. Mark, what if I mess up? I hear all this talk about how Jesus will forgive me for everything, but Mark, I'm afraid I'm just going to mess it up. And I always say to people at that point, don't worry, you will. You're totally going to blow it, dude. Good luck. I don't say that. But you're going to mess it up. Here's why. Because nobody is perfect. Jesus doesn't give us a perfect life instantly. What he does instantly, he gives us a new life. And when we blow it, and when we fall down, and when we mess up, the forgiveness of God means that he will never hit the eject button on our life. The forgiveness of God means that we can never fall so far from God that he abandons us. Forgiveness, complete and total. Forgiveness for all you've done. Forgiveness for what you are doing. Forgiveness for things you are going to do. Absolute, complete, and total forgiveness can be yours today in Jesus. Jesus also gives us an abundant life of hope. Man, I've seen people walk through some of the darkest moments of their life through, through circumstances that would just crush most people. And the only thing that sustained them, the reason they had hope and didn't give up was because they had Jesus in their life. Listen to me. Jesus in your life doesn't mean that he keeps all the pain away, but what it does mean is that when the pain comes, you will never go through it alone. You can have hope in the midst of the darkness. And not only would Jesus give us a life of purpose and a life of forgiveness and a life of hope, Jesus will give us eternal life. Because I don't know a lot of you today, but here's one thing that makes all of us in common. Here's one thing we all have in common today. It's that we are all going to die. All of us. There is one way out of this, people. And I pray you've got decades in front of you. But somebody in this room has less time than you think that you do. And we are all one day going to stand in front of God. And the question on the table in that meeting is one question. God is going to look at each and every one of us and he's going to say, what did you do with Jesus? Did Jesus give you a new life? And God isn't going to ask us that because he doesn't know. He already knows the answer. But in that moment, what he's doing, he's bringing to our minds opportunities like this one when we could have given our lives to Jesus, when Jesus could have given us a new life. But for some reason or another, we shoved it off and we didn't do it and we thought we could do it later. But then all of a sudden, we don't have any more time. I'm telling you, church, that if you have never given your life to Jesus, if Jesus has never given you a new life, today is the day to hit the reset button. And once you hit the reset button, you are ready for the second thing that we need to see if we're going to get the new life that Jesus gives us. Because to hit the reset button, to say, God, I need Jesus to give me a new life, all of a sudden the second thing can happen. We can receive by faith that new life. We reset and then we receive. See, Jesus did not come to give us religion. Jesus did not come to give us a list of rules and laws and regulation. 
Jesus came to give us life. And so many people come up to me and they say, well, Mark, I'm trying to clean up my language first before I give my life to Jesus. Mark, I need to go to church for a while. Mark, I need to fix some things. I need to get some things right in my life. No, 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 listen to me. Christianity is not about working to get life. Christianity is about receiving the new life Jesus bought for you. Because make no mistake about it, Jesus has done everything he needed to do so that right now you could have new life. 2,000 years ago, Jesus loved you so much that he left heaven and came to earth. We celebrated at Christmas. And he loved you so much. You, not a prettier version of you, not a cleaned up version of you. I'm saying you with your mess, you with your addiction, you with your past and those decisions, you with your life where it looks so perfect and you've got the white picket fence, but you still feel this void in your soul. He loves you. He loves you so much that he went to a cross on a hill in a city called Calvary. And on that cross, Jesus paid for our sin. And he took all of our baggage and he took all of our sin. How much did he take? He took all of it. He took all of our sin on himself and he paid for it. He took the punishment that we deserve so that we could have a new life. And then three days later, after Jesus died, he came back from the dead. And I'm telling you that he's alive right now. And he wants to give you a new life. He has done everything he needed to do so that today can be the day you get a new life. But now the ball is in your court. What are you going to do today? Are you going to receive the new life that Jesus bought for you? It's available for you. You can have it today. It is available for you right now. Are you going to receive it? Or are you going to reject it? Because listen to me, those are the two options that are on the table today. Am I going to receive new life? Or am I just going to reject it? You know, life is filled with defining days, is it not? Life is filled with defining days. Anniversaries, that's a defining day. Birthdays. If you have kids, the birth of your children, it's a defining day. The day you get your driver's license is a defining day, isn't it? The day you get accepted into that school, the day you get the job that you wanted, the day you buy your first house, or the day you bought the house that you live in right now. The day that you and your family took that vacation and you revisited all the time in your mind. Those were just defining days for your family. Hey, you know what would be a defining day? It would be a defining day for somebody. If I walked up to you out there in the lobby and I had the keys to that car and I walked up to you with those keys in my hand and I said, you know what? Our church has done everything it needed to do so that we can give you that car today. And I held those keys out in front of you and I said, all you've got to do is take the keys. That car's yours. It's available for you right now. All you've got to do is receive it. You'd never forget that day, would you? But do you know what the most defining day is? The most defining day is the day when Jesus gives you a new life. 
And earlier on this stage, earlier this stage was filled with people who stood in front of you to tell you that Jesus can heal your marriage, that Jesus can heal your addiction, that Jesus can give you hope. And listen, I just want to say today that if he did it for the people on this stage, there is no reason he couldn't do it for you. There is no reason he couldn't do it for you. And then you saw a lot of people on this stage and they held up signs that they had made and it said, Jesus gave me a new life and they had a date on it. They had a year on it. And it was the most defining day in their life. You know, I actually made one too. This is mine. It says, Jesus gave me a new life. April 6, 1996. April 6, 1996, I was 18 years old. I was a senior in high school. And I had, a, I had a really good friend that got killed in a car accident. And she was a Christian. She talked to me all the time about Jesus, and I never listened to her. And the day she died, I looked at my life, and I said, you know what? I need Jesus to give me a new one. And on April 6, 1996, in an environment just like you're at right now. I bowed my head and I closed my eyes and I said, Jesus, I need you to save me. And I, I want a new start because without you, I don't have anything. And I'm telling you, I don't have it all together. But I am not who I used to be. And it is because of Jesus Christ and he gave me a new life. And he wants to do the same thing for you today. And you don't work to get it. You don't go to church to get it. Well, Mark, how can I have a new life? You hit the reset button and you say, Jesus, I need you. I am done living for myself. I need you to be the Lord of my life. And when you do that, you receive new life right there in that moment. And see, Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There is a devil. He is a thief, and he is trying to steal this moment right now from a lot of you. He's trying to tell somebody in this room, hey, you know what? That guy's talking to everybody but you. You are too dirty. You are too much of a mess. You only mess things up. You've made too many bad decisions. You are too far gone. And I just want to say today that Jesus Christ has beaten the devil, and I am talking to you today. I am talking to you today. I am talking to you today that Jesus wants to give you new life. And maybe it's not this voice in your head. Maybe it's not the thief, the devil. Maybe it's your friends and you're thinking about the friends that you came with. Maybe you're thinking about the family you're going to go home to. What are they going to say about me? How are they going to treat me? What will they think? Listen to me. Lean in. At the end of the day, you only stand in front of one person. And it is not your mom. It is not your dad. It is not your grandparents. It is not your friends. It is God Almighty. And, and I need you to know. I need you to know. Man, I know that's strong. But guys, I'm just telling you the truth today. At the end of the day, only one opinion matters. And it's God's. What did you do with Jesus? I asked him to give me a brand new life on October 5th, 2014. 
If you have never given your life to Jesus, if you couldn't stand on this stage and hold up something like this and say, you know what, I've had that defining moment. If that's never happened to you today, then today is your time. It's right now. That's the reason that your friend invited you. That's the reason we did this service today. Because we wanted you to know that God loves you and there is new life and there is second chance and there is hope and there is purpose and it is all in the person of Jesus. It's available for you right now. Receive it. Receive it. Would everybody stand this morning? Let's all stand. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we come to you right now and we thank you that there is life in your name and your name alone. And there are people in this audience right now that need to receive that life. They need to turn to you for the very first time. Maybe they've been to church their entire life, but all of a sudden they realize they don't have a real relationship with you. It's time to nail this down. Jesus, today is the day for a lot of people. They need to nail it down that I want a brand new life. So Jesus, right now I pray for every person in this room who is about to make the biggest decision of their life. Give them courage and give them boldness and give them strength. Keep them from the thief, from the devil who's trying to give them all kinds of excuses of why they shouldn't pay attention. Father, this is a moment with you and them where you are about to give new life. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, no one is looking, no one is looking, no one is looking, no one is looking. If you are here today, I am not asking you if you're a good person. I am not asking you if you are a church person. I am not asking you, do you believe that there is a God in the universe? I am asking you, has there ever been a point in your life where Jesus Christ came into your life and saved you and made all things new in you and he gave you a brand new life? Has that ever happened for you? You say, no, Mark, it never has, but I want it to happen today. Mark, I need Jesus today. I want Jesus to save me today. If you are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus for the very first time, you want to reset and receive a brand new life, I'm going to ask you to do something for me right now. Right now, would you just raise your hand high up in the air? Do it right now. If you want Jesus to come into your life, raise your hand high right now. Hold it up and keep it there. Let me see it. Let me see that hand. There's a hand right here, here in the middle. If you want that new life, raise your hand right now. One, two more hands right here together. Raise your hands right now. Another hand right over there on the side. Raise your hand. This is your moment. This is your moment. Raise your hand right now. Say, I need a brand new life. I'm going to pray a prayer. Put your hands down. I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you raised your hand, if you are making that decision today, then I want you to pray this prayer with me. And this prayer is just an expression of what God's doing in your heart right now. But this is a moment where you are going to God and asking God for a brand new life. So pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I confess that I need you. 
Forgive me for my sins. Come into my life and save me. I am done living for myself. Heal me. Forgive me. Give me purpose. Give me a new life. I receive it in your name. Amen. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me for just a moment. Listen, if you just raised your hand and you just prayed that prayer and I saw several people do it, I'm about to ask you to do something that's pretty bold. I'm about to ask you to do something that's pretty bold. And here's why I'm going to ask you to do it. Because it is, it is time to nail this down, church. It is time to stop playing games with God and hoping that we're good enough, hoping that we've been to church enough, trying to clean up our mess on our own. It is time to nail this down so that today you can lead and you can walk out of those doors in just a moment and say, you know what? I know Jesus gave me a new life. And it happened today. I want to give you something today if you made that decision. If you made that decision to ask Jesus to give you a new life, I want to give you something today. I want to give you a Bible. I want to put this Bible in your hand today. I want to give you this book, and we give these out every week, and a lot of people just talk about how much these help them. It's called Seek First. It's for somebody that made the decision that you just made. You want a new life? We did this for you. But also, we made this for you today, and this is the coolest part. We made this for everybody that makes this decision today, and it says this. It says, Jesus gave me a new life October 5th, 2014. And at the bottom of it is this verse. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Because that's exactly what just happened to you. Listen, if you made that decision today, you are not who you used to be. Jesus now lives inside of you, and you're forgiven, and you've got new purpose. You've got a second chance, and it's all because Jesus today right here met you and gave you a new life. That's awesome. And so just what our church is doing right now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. And I'm going to ask you to do this. If you did it, if you're in the back, if you're on the sides, if you're in the middle of the aisle, it doesn't matter. If you're right here up front, I'm going to count to three. And as soon as I say three, as soon as I say three, if you made the decision to give your life to Jesus today, if today you said, Jesus, I want a new life, I'm going to count to three. And as soon as I say three, I want you to get out of your seat, come to the aisle, and come forward. This place is going to be filled with people who want to talk with you, encourage you, and our church is going to clap on three. The band is going to play on three. We're going to celebrate with you because the Bible says that every time somebody gives their life to Jesus, the angels in heaven celebrate. So we figure, why can't there be a party in the forum today? Right? So we are going to celebrate with you right now. You're in a safe place. We're not judging anybody. We're not looking down on anybody, but we are nailing this down. Jesus took a bold step for you so that right now you can take a step for him. So on three, I want you to come up front, no matter where you're at, on three. One, two, three. Come up front right now. Come up front right now. If you made that decision, you come up front. Let's celebrate, church. Let's clap. Come up right now. Come up right now if that's you. You come up front right now if that's you.
something in families next week. Don't you miss it. If you're a first-time, second-time guest, man, let's talk really quick. Let's meet you at the Welcome Center out there in the lobby to your right. Summit, let's give God glory one more time for what He did today, man. This is awesome. Awesome. Hey, guys, love you so much. Thank you for coming. You bring somebody back with you next week. Guys, the best is yet to come. You're dismissed. God bless you.